0: Walking through the gardens in the early autumn sunshine, Poppy Davis rubbed her hands together to warm them up. The mornings were getting chillier, despite the sun, and she wasn't looking forward to patrolling London's streets through another tough winter. As soon as the thought entered her head, she chastised herself. Poppy's mind quickly became filled with images of brave British troops on the front line, suffering through icy cold conditions while fighting to stay alive and protect everyone at home, including herself. At least she had a cozy room to return to after her shift, and a kitchen where she could rustle up a tasty, comforting stew, even if she did share the cooking space with 20 policemen. Not that any of them ever seemed to bother making anything. Should we go and see if Sarah's around? Maggie asked as they approached the foundling hospital. Good idea, Poppy replied. They'll be doing breakfast for the little ones about now so she should be free to talk. The pair had just moved on a group of young boys they had caught throwing stones at cars, and Poppy quite fancied a hot cup of tea and the company of some well-behaved children. Poppy had become firm friends with Maggie Smythe through their work for the Women's Police Service, or WPS, and they had been patrolling their Hoban patch together as a pair for the last six months. They often checked in with the staff at the Foundling Hospital to see if they'd heard about any youngsters they could help. The home for abandoned children and babies was always over capacity. And it broke Poppy's heart to think of youngsters in need being turned away. As Poppy and Maggie approached the foundling hospital's main entrance, the door flew open and Sara bustled out. What's the rush? Maggie giggled as Sara bounded past. She was so distracted that she hadn't even noticed the pair of them, despite their striking WPS uniforms and riding-style hats. Oh, goodness, Sarah cried as she spun around, flustered. She tucked her wayward blonde hair behind her ears and rubbed her right temple. I was just on my way to the police station. Well, here we are, Poppy smiled. How can we help? Yes, I couldn't remember when you were next on patrol, Sarah mused, rubbing her left temple. Why don't you give us the note, Poppy asked, with a friendly but firm tone gesturing at the scrap of paper crumpled up in Sara's hand. She was fond of Sara, but she found her to be rather scatty and prone to rambling on if she wasn't encouraged to get to the point quickly enough. Poppy wasn't quite sure how Sara managed to keep things in order at the foundling, but it always seemed as if everything was under control when they visited. Yes, of course, Sara replied, snapping to attention and handing over the scribbled note. Baby left on doorstep. Is there space at Annie's? Let me know. Sarah. Their friend and colleague, Annie Beckett, had paused her life on the beat with them to focus on setting up a WPS baby home after discovering that she was pregnant last Christmas. She'd been almost six months gone, and she'd realized she was in the family way. Having lost her fiancé in the war, she'd thrown herself into her police work, becoming embroiled in a secret mission to bring down a trafficking ring. She'd been so caught up in exposing the culprits and their well-known clients, as well as in her own grief, that she'd missed all the signs that she was pregnant with her late fiancé's baby. Now her daughter, Charlotte, was six months old. A WPS benefactor named Lady Wright had allowed Annie to use her home in Hampstead to temporarily house vulnerable pregnant women and new mothers, as well as abandoned babies, until a permanent building could be found but when Lady Wright had died unexpectedly a few months later, she had left her home to the WPS in her will, and Annie now had it up and running as a permanent retreat. With the foundling hospital frequently over capacity, it had been a relief for Poppy and Maggie to finally have a safe place to send vulnerable pregnant women, with nowhere else to go, as well as abandoned illegitimate babies they came across during their police work. When Poppy had been sent to join Annie and Maggie on their London beat for the WPS the previous May, the three of them had quickly bonded. Poppy had been worried at first. Both girls were in their early 20s, making them a good 10 years younger than she was. Furthermore, she had replaced their colleague Irene Wilson, even moving into her old bedroom in their shared flat. It was immediately obvious to Poppy how close the three girls had been, before Irene had been transferred to a post in Grantham. They had even nicknamed themselves the Bobby Girls. Poppy had been anxious about fitting in with two women so much younger than herself. But they had welcomed her with open arms. And before she knew it, they had even started classing her as a fellow Bobby Girl.